Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. I have for you today three strategies to overcome self-doubt. It's really amazing to me how many people believe that once you are successful, once you have air fingers, quote, arrived, that self-doubt doesn't exist anymore, right? They see people who are so confident and they think, oh, I wish I was like them. They believe that these thoughts don't creep in, that they're not an issue. And what ends up happening is then when you're successful and you're in this place of having achieved and the self-doubt comes up, it creates frustration because it's like, really, am I ever going to get past this? Will it ever go away? Why do I still have to deal with this? And I talked about that in the recent episode about imposter syndrome and how you don't have to live with that imposter syndrome. But in that episode, I also talked about how sometimes you, you know, you can't stop the voice. We don't have a switch in our brain where we can just shut the voice off and it never comes back. And I talked about how to know the difference if it's just a thought of habit, or if there's something deeper that you need to explore and let go of to silence that secret imposter inside. I know that a lot of times when we have success, we can look back upon the opportunities that we were able to seize upon and think, oh, well, I just got lucky, right? Oh, I just got lucky. I was in the right place at the right time. We tend to actually minimize our accomplishments. And we really shouldn't do that because what we're doing is we're telling ourselves, you know what? You really weren't that good. You weren't that good. Really? Like you're going to have a big head and then people are going to talk about you and think you're an egomaniac And so we tend to minimize our own accomplishments so that either we don't want others to feel bad or we don't want people to think that we have an ego. And something that comes up for some of my clients who are really wealthy are that they grew up around people that believe money is evil, that people with money are bad. So they just don't tell people about their success. Now, taking credit for your success doesn't mean you're out bragging about it. It doesn't mean you're telling everybody how much money you made or you only work four hours a week or whatever that may look like. What I'm talking about is allowing yourself to acknowledge to yourself that yes, you're freaking successful. You've worked your ass off at some point to get to where you are. And, you know, you deserve credit for that. 
And you can do it without being an egomaniac. Because what happens is when we do not allow ourselves to receive the recognition for what we've done, we're actually destroying our own self-worth. Think about that. Because when you're saying, oh, I was just lucky, when you know you worked your ass off, whether you have a college education or you learned through the school of self-education to get to where you are, not everybody can do what it is that you're doing. So when you don't allow yourself to receive compliments, when you don't allow yourself to acknowledge what you've done, you're telling yourself that, eh, you weren't that good. Eh, you didn't work that hard. Oh, Joe over there is so much better. Yeah. Now, so here are three things that you can do to overcome the self-doubt that can creep in because those things create self-doubt, right? When you've not acknowledged all that you've done, then you begin to question if you can do the next thing that comes along. And people often ask me, how do I build self-trust? How do I build self-confidence? Well, that comes from doing and then recognizing exactly what you've done. So the first of the three strategies is once you're aware that you're going into self-doubt or you're questioning your abilities with your inner dialogue, you literally say, stop it to yourself. It's a pattern interrupt. You literally say, stop it. And then you can either reframe what you were about to say into like, you know what? I've got this. I have overcome much more challenging tasks and this is nothing. Like, you know, inner voice, be quiet, right? The second thing is I want you to look at the identity of the person that you're working to become. Now, this is common in in circles in business. You know, people talk about you can't get to point B if you're thinking like the person who's still sitting at point A. You have to think like the person at point B to achieve what point B has. But the same thing comes with our own personal identity and our personal growth. So look at your identity from your desires and work from the beliefs of someone with that identity to actually write yourself a new story. And you can use that as affirmations or you can simply, you know, read it each day or rewrite it. I don't know if you're familiar with Marcus Aurelius and the book Meditations, which is a collection of his journal writings. And some of the critics of the writings you know, commented how repetitious it is. And that repetition was because he wanted that daily reminder, that daily reminder to be humble and that he's human and that he can choose to make good choices each day. And you get where I'm going with that. So what is your story that you can write each day that will set you up to have a new dialogue in your mind. 
And the third one, this is the most important one if you ask me. I've already hinted at it a little bit. And that is taking inventory of your accomplishments. Not from an ego perspective, but to acknowledge what you have experienced, what you have learned, and what you have overcome. Two years ago, I sat and began to write a list of 100 wins. So I I guess this was, it wasn't two years ago. It was last year. See, this... (laughs) This last few years, it seems like it's been much longer than it has with everything going on in the world. It was January of last year. I sat down. I want to say it was right around the first because I was doing it intentionally for New Year's to sit down and write down 100 wins from 2020. And the first 2025 weren't that hard. But the more I continued to list wins, the more difficult it became. And what I realized in that moment is that each and every day we have small wins. We're generally too busy and too absorbed in what we're doing to have the awareness to rack those wins. Now, racking your wins. I'm going to explain what that is in just a moment. Stay with me here. I learned that from a coach by the name of Jason Parker. He was, um, he's on Jim Fortin's coaching team in the transformational coaching program that I have been through many times because I love the community and how I continue to get to peel layers of myself. This is lifelong work. This isn't something you do once and you quit. But Jason, and I apologize, Jason, if if I get this wrong, Jason was an Olympic, or is, he's an Olympic medalist. And when he was an Olympian, his team won the bronze medal. And he shared several times about, you know, the doubts and the questions that came up after he won the medal, right? And, you know, it's just amazing how we can not recognize for ourselves some of our accomplishments. And, you know, he worked his entire life. You know, he, he trained. He worked to get there. And then he still had some of this doubt in this chatter that would come into his mind. And he talks a lot about racking your wins. Racking is R-A-C. And it stands for recognize, acknowledge, and celebrate. And no matter how small your wins are, recognize, acknowledge, and celebrate those wins. That is how you build self-trust. That is how you build confidence. Because you're giving yourself positive reinforcement. From the time we go to school, we recognize that if we get a red mark on our paper, if we don't have all of the answers correct, we get penalized if not enough answers are correct. You know, if you were always a straight A student and then one day you bring home a B, it's like, well, why didn't you get an A? And it could be the hardest class of your life. 
But the one time that you didn't bring home that A and you really busted your hump and you pulled all of your arrows out of the quiver to get that B and not fail that class, you're met with criticism. It's like, oh, it's not good enough, right? So in that instant, our perception is shifted from, look what I did. I thought I was going to fail and I pulled out a B. And now you're being met with, well, I don't understand. You're a straight A student. Why didn't you get an A? Take inventory of your accomplishments and allow yourself to recognize that I, I actually use a journal. And on each page of the journal at the end of the day, it says, how did I win today? So at the end of the year, I actually have 365 wins. And if that win is nothing more than everything in the business was chaotic, but I managed to get my three most important tasks done in spite of the chaos in my book, that's a win. And in your book, that should be a win also. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can always go over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Always appreciate that. And I'll see you next time here on Design Your Destiny. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.